This is the Out of Time Film Podcast, where your hosts, Tom and John, discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. Hello and welcome back to the Aslan Film Podcast. This week we're talking about The Bad Batch Season 2. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John and that there was our theme song. We now oh have a theme. Oh my god, that, oh my what god. What world. That, wow. Well we finally got a theme. That's so cool. Uh, Incredible. Uh, wow. Yes, that is um, credits to my amazing friend Elle and Ronan on vocals Brilliant job, well done. guys. Well done, guys. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, how are you this week? I'm great. Thank you for asking. What about you? I'm heartbroken <laughs> from the bad patch. I'm just trying um, to hide the pain. Yes. That being said, full spoilers ahead for anyone who hasn't seen it. So the Bad Batch season two, briefly explain the plot for those who don't know. Members of a unique squad of clones find their way in a changing galaxy in the aftermath of the Clone War. Right, yeah, that's the same as season one, I guess. It, yes, that's the same as season one. Still works. So yeah, we, we covered the Bad Batch season one way back when it aired. I liked Bad Batch season one. Do you like season one? Yeah, I don't mind season one. I mean, yeah. there's some filler content, but I mean, there's mm. some pretty good stuff. I mean, especially the finale. That was absolutely great, fantastic. Actually. Yeah, yes. I agree with you. I think that the Bad Batch has some really, really strong stuff in season one. The series premiere, the series finale, as you oh, say, yes. you know, some of the stuff like in the middle. And yeah, I would agree. There are definitely some stuff that does lean towards the filler side. That's definitely something I want to talk about with season two, whether or not a lot of it does count as filler. But let's first of all, what did you think? of the season as a whole really interesting where it was going story-wise but mainly this is my personal opinion there was a lot of filler content i wish there was something that was driven into like the whole thing i did really like the development between the characters and there was some great character dynamics and they had each their own arc where you know like for example omega wanted this group to be like a family you know like she was talking to tech about like why don't you act like a family that was a good episode actually they were exploring this cave but mainly it felt a bit slow with the filler content but there was great great episodes that i really liked episodes 3 and 12 yeah those are the ones with crosshair and i thought that was just the strongest and i thought wow that's a really good exploration from the clones perspective because we haven't really thought about the clones as much I mean, you probably did in the TV show, but for me, I'm like, oh yeah, we don't know what exactly happened to them, especially after the Clone War, you know, like, was there any other experimentations or any bad things happened to the clones? Yeah, it's really interesting that they go through that. And I agree. I think, you know, every week an episode would come out and, and you've watched it all at once, but I watched it week by week. And every week I would tweet, ask time for on Twitter, follow us if you want. I would say, oh, the Bad Batch is at its best when the Bad Batch aren't there. And it really is episode three, episode seven, and episode 12 are the episodes with no Bad Batch, but actually are the best because they show the effects of war on the clones in a really profound way. I think episode three especially just floored me. I think that was probably my favorite episode of the season. That was so well-crafted. But to tackle the whole filler argument, it's a difficult one because, you know, does filler really exist? Ah, That's difficult to say because not everything in this 
this show, in this season, furthers the main plot. But there's character stuff in every episode. And while I do appreciate that, I have to agree with you that it did feel like the season was a little bit aimless. And I'm of different minds, because on the one hand, that's kind of the point. You're supposed to feel like they're not doing anything, they should be helping. And that's, you know, for example, Echo, that's exactly why Echo leaves. He leaves because he feels like they're not doing enough. And that becomes a part of the season. Yeah, that was interesting from Echo. He wanted to do something while the Bad Batch, they were just doing their own thing, doing SIDS. We'll talk about SID. Um, Bloody SID. Bloody SID. It did feel a bit weird doing their jobs and getting money. It reminds me of Cowboy Bebop in some aspects of like, this is a crew and they're doing a lot of work for this one particular person. It's very episodic storytelling. There's a lot of jumping around. And I remember in January when the series started, I was like, yeah, Bad Batch is back. It's been a year and a half. Let's go. (laughs) And the first two episodes, which dropped at once, were... This double where they go to Sereno, which is Count Dooku's home planet, and they go mm. back to his abandoned castle and they're trying to get treasure. And there's this kind of stuff where like they have to learn that it's not all about fortune and glory. There's a lot of Indiana Jones in this season, I felt. Yeah, a lot of definitely, like stuff that definitely. definitely called back. And yeah. like the two episodes were good, but they didn't really leave anything, like any impact on me. And I feel like every single episode, well, almost every single episode, had something that I really, really enjoyed, whether it be the racing episode or the episode of the huge kaiju that comes out of like the mountain or the episode of gunji the wookie jedi or you know the episode uh, crossing where they get stuck in the mountain or even metamorphosis where we get the zillow beast from the clone wars just like godzilla that was really really cool but when you look at overall it feels so aimless and again you know that's kind of the point but at the same time it's not like the clone wars the clone wars you have the ongoing conflict of the Clone Wars, which kind of ties everything together. In Rebels, you have the ongoing conflict of the rebellion building and fighting the Empire. But in this show, what we seem to be building towards is a clone rebellion. But everything that isn't directly tied to that, it falls flat. Like, the idea that we're building towards the clones revolting against the Empire, and we know it's going to end in tragedy. It's going to be genocide. The Empire are basically going to kill all the clones, whether that be season three or season four, whatever they do. That's going to be brutal. And we see it, like, in episode seven when senator chuchi is trying to get representation for the clones in the senate and Mm. you find out there's this clone assassin who has just basically had their entire personality wiped that's also interesting but then on the other side of that you've got tech he's like i'm gonna do some racing and it's like the two different plot lines and tones clash to the point where i can only imagine watching it all at once binging it it would feel so like whiplash Exactly, that, that that's what I mean. Like, it was kind of hard to get the main theme of this whole show. But meanwhile, there's the filler content you gotta go through, and it's like, oh, that's kind of throwing me off. They don't really explore much of each Bad Batch character. I just felt like each episode didn't have like variety of their own arcs. It's a step up from season one in the sense that season one, basically, Echo and Tech did nothing. This season, they do try and somewhat succeed, I would say, to develop Echo and Tech. And what I like about Echo, because Echo really last season just kind of faded into the background. But this season, the whole time he's like, guys, we need to be doing more. And there's some really great moments like where he talks to Omega and he's like, Solitude, I had enough of that when I was imprisoned on Skako Minor. And the idea that he leaves the batch 
even though it was frustrating that it's like, oh, we don't get to see Echo anymore. It makes perfect sense for his character. And I think yeah. they do some really interesting moves for the character. Like when, again, whether you see it as filler or not, episode nine, where they are trapped in the mountain and Omega feels part of the team is gone because of Echo. And the rest of them, yeah. especially Tech, is just like, oh, that's the nature of things, you know? We're soldiers, we move on. Whereas Omega is, is, is hurt by Echo's leaving. And you get this really nice moment with Tech and Omega where the two of them basically sit down and Tech is basically like, this does hurt, but I struggle to express my feelings. And I thought that was really good. I think this season, looking back, it's completely obvious, but I didn't get it at the time. They were making us love Tech so much more for yeah. the brutal ending, as much as there may be a lot of filler in there. Episodes 11 to 16, so basically the second half of the season, I think are very, very well done. Basically the Empire building to the Bad Batch, right at the point where the Batch themselves get a chance to live and be free. They find Pabu, this beautiful planet, and they finally get a chance to be happy. And Tech's getting himself a little love interest, and Omega's having fun, and they're helping this town rebuild after the tsunami. It was working so well, and then it all gets ripped away from them, and the finale is brutal. Yeah, I really like that Pabu episode. I thought that was mm. a really good way to get a strong motivation from the Bad Batch. This is their freedom, you know, like, this is where they want to go. And then it all comes crashing down in the finale. Tech, why? It's depressing uh, because it didn't necessarily feel like that's what the season was building towards. It didn't feel like the season was building towards that mission in particular. But I like the yeah. idea that it was simple. All they wanted to do was put a tracking device on this guy's shuttle on, uh, oh, what's his name? You know, the, the scientist. Oh, I should know his name. Oh, I'm a fake Hemlock? fan. No, Hemlock. Hemlock. Yes, it is. It is. Aha! Oh, I oh know no. More Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I need to give you my Star Wars certified badge. There you go. <laughs> it's like in Kenobi when the third sister gets the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, badge. yes. And then later on, I'm going to come be like, hello. Hello. <laughs> Death does wonders <laughs> for the will to live. Brilliant. Kenobi, man. Kenobi. Maybe. Still love it. Yes. What can I say? People don't like it. I loved it. I really liked do? it, but not yeah. the cinematography. But yeah, I liked yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Which actually, The Bad Batch is a beautiful show. It looks fantastic. Yes, yes, indeed. There was one shot that I really liked. It was when episode 12, you see this mountain. I thought, wow, incredible. There's a lot of animation that goes into it. And uh, I thought that was really good. And then the voice acting. Wow, the voice <sighs> acting. D. Bradley Baker, you sexy man. <laughs> the talent of this man that he puts on display again and again for every single clone. Fantastic. How does he do it? I don't know. But all of his different voices and the different levels of personality that he injects into every single character, every single clone. You know, this season is introducing new clones that have never seen before. We got Mayday. We got Cody for the first time in ages. And then, like, you know, you're adding in Slip from episode uh, oh, yeah, 7. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, seven or eight. All these characters, it's just like, wow, what a performer. And he does the voice for Perry the Platypus. Incredible. What? Who is oh, no. he? Where did oh, he come God. from? The man's just a voice. I thought he was just brilliant, you know, making different clones, as you said. Well done. Well <laughs> done. <laughs> I definitely think the best clone, the best arc, the best episodes, as you say, crosshair. Yeah. I mean, oh my let's, God. let's just... He... He's been through a lot. He has been through a lot. 
Oh my god. Episode 3, he was just like trying to take over this planet area. And then there's this mm. talk at the end. I forgot which clone it was. Uh, Cody. He was talking. Cody. Yes, Cody. And he talks to the and like, Are we doing anything right for the Empire? Along those lines. And just mm. like, Are we good soldiers? And it's just yeah. like this existential crisis. Like, What am I doing with this whole operation for the Empire? And it goes back to, you know, the finale when Crosshair wasn't even changed at all. So then this whole emotional arc for him to like realize what's going to happen to me and the other clones and it was just very devastating especially especially in episode 12 oh like so many clones died around mayday and then the lieutenant he was just like you're useless i hate that guy and he was so annoying throughout the episode he was Evil. like why are you not doing anything and it's like my friend just died i, I don't yeah. know yeah yeah like, like, <laughs> coming off andor you get that andor. show which is so great and has such hateable villains and then you get this which is giving you even more like the imperials have <laughs> never been this hateable this scary if anything the imperials have always kind of been scary but also fun to watch no no not anymore they are genuinely <laughs> terrifying like there's obviously hemlock. admiral Ram- oh Ad- God. Yeah, hemlock i mean come on like when he walks into Bro. the room of poison he's basically like yeah i'm, I'm immune to this i'm fine yeah i'm immune it's like <laughs> what's incredible what's and, and rampart cool. who in episode three when crosshair asks about cody rampart's like yeah cody went awol and then he's like Funny, isn't it? How all these clones around you keep disappearing. And it's like, ah, get out of there, Crosshair. Like, it's get brutal out. to watch oh, because, you know, yeah. as you say, Crosshair doubled down. He went back to the Empire. They left him on Camino for, I think, a month. He was on there for a month, a month? waiting. And, like, it's mad. And the treatment, like, they keep on referring to clones as property and as nothing. And, and you know, you get in episode 12 that moment where I literally have the quote written down because it just hits you like a truck. Mayday says, after all the clones have done, all we sacrificed, we're good soldiers. We followed orders. And for what? And it's just so depressing. Because you think about it, 99% of the clones don't even know about the chips. They just think that they were good soldiers and they have to live with this guilt. Even Cody says... We make our own decisions, our own choices, and we have to live with them too. He doesn't know about the chip. He doesn't know. He thought that he was told by Sidious to execute Order 66, and he thought that he fired an Obi-Wan, and he did that of his own accord. And it's just heartbreaking. It really, really destroys you. Like, this show, when it deals with these factors, it is just terrifying but also brilliant and it adds so many layers to everything that we've known from before and since it adds so many layers to that moment in Kenobi where Obi-Wan sees the clone veteran on the streets who just says hey can you spare any credits give a veteran a warm meal and you just know that's because the Empire discarded them they just tossed the clones aside for what for nothing, and they won't even give them the basic human rights that they need, that they demand. It's not storytelling that I expected from this season, and whenever it tackles it, it was incredible, and it is a shame, to be honest. As you say, that so much of the show doesn't deal with that, but when it does, when it does, cinema, it's incredible. Cinema, and oh my god, that moment when Mayday just passes away, and then Crosshair just shoots the lieutenant, and it's like... amazing. Wow. And then that reveal at the end that there's multiple... Um... Multiple clones being experimented on. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. It, I think the ending is so interesting. But oh, you know, just, yeah. just whilst we're talking about episode 12, particularly, again, D. Bradley Baker, when Crosshair just says, help him. And you can just hear his voice shaking. He has been walking in the snow with Mayday, carrying him on his back, only for the lieutenant to be like, ah, leave him. Come on, get back to work. 
incredible. And then the final moment of that episode, Crosshair also passes out. And then you see the bird passing overhead. The bird that is a survivor, just like Crosshair. Amazing. But yeah, we get a lot more about the Empire's cloning and using the clones. They've got the Kaminoans at Mount Tantis. And obviously the end, Ahsoka. Not Ahsoka. What am I saying? A major. Ahsoka. <laughs> Ahsoka's there. She saves the day. Oh, no, wow. I think Ahsoka will be in this series at some point. I don't know when, but she'll she'll show up, I'm sure. But yeah, Omega is 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 with the Empire. And we get the reveal that one of the scientists is, is also a female clone. Season three is going to be dire. The Bad Batch have never been at a lower point, And it really is terrifying. The prospects of what the Empire are going to do with this technology. And, and they're torturing these clones for it. It seems like we're building towards Palpatine because obviously Palpatine was cloned in Rise of Skywalker and between Bad Batch and Mandalorian, they seem to be sowing the seeds of something to do with cloning and, and kind of replicating force powers, which I think is very interesting. Ah, I haven't started off Mando yet, but yeah, there are some really strong moments in the show. But let's talk about one particular character that I did not like, but hopefully you didn't like as well, Sid. Oh, Sid. No, I didn't like Sid. Come no, on, I didn't man. Like Sid. Not a good person. And I think no. a character who really could have had more. But yeah, let's, let's, t- let's talk about Sid, shall we? Okay, let's just get the elephant out of the room. Why did she even tell the Empire? Like, Sneaky little oh, bastard. The jobs after jobs after jobs. I thought it was just annoying. And then when they need her, she wouldn't even send any help. She's a very one-note character. And then they kind of set up these interesting things where you meet some of her assailants. Like you've got Fee and you've got the guy in episode four. And they're like, hey, be careful of Sid. She's not as good as you may seem. And, and we kind of get a balance between Sid helping them and being mean. And I think at the end, they don't really explore it. They just have her go the route of betrayal. And then obviously she looks guilty about it because I think there is something inside of her that still does have some sense of fondness for the Bad Batch. I do wonder though, do we think that she's going to be in it more? Do you think she'll be back? Because I think that there's more to tell with Sid. I think she could redeem herself past this potentially if maybe she found out that Omega had been taken. I don't know. What do you think? I do think she's going to return, in my opinion, because I just don't see any other potential for her. She was just there telling, you know, the Bad Batch what to do, and she didn't do anything in return. But what you just said, there's a way to redeem her for what she's done, and then she didn't know about Omega being taken away. It would be interesting to explore that and give her some character development, but... Yeah, I just don't think she will return. She was like, give me the money. I could see it going both ways, to be honest. To be fair, the Bad Batch have got bigger things on their mind than Sid. They need to get Omega back. And then eventually this is going to lead to them joining the fight to the Empire. Like, I feel like that has to happen. But on the other hand, a big part of Star Wars has always been about redemption. Obviously, Anakin, Ben Solo, uh, Reva Uh, in the Kenobi. Like, so much mm. about Star Wars is about redemption. Not always. Obviously, that you've got genuinely evil people. And that's just, you know, life. But potentially Sid could be one that they do want to redeem. I don't know. It feels like a similar thing they've done in Rebels and Clone Wars when you've got these these kind of dubious characters like Hondo or Callus who eventually kind of, you know, find the right side, find their place. But it feels like the characters who are going to matter going forward are going to be the clones. It doesn't feel like any of the other side characters really are going to do anything. It's going to be the Bad Batch, it's going to be the clones, it's going to be Omega, Crosshair against Hemlock and you know, that kind of side of the Empire. It feels like, you know, we're building to that. We're building to a big jailbreak, as it were, in Mount Tantus. I'm curious, do you think Tech is dead for good? Or do you think he's coming back? 
Now, I don't know what you've seen in Clone Wars, but from uh-huh. the majority of what I've seen from Star Wars, characters don't die that easily. <laughs> so It's true. Palpatine? No, John, 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 John. Somehow Palpatine returned. Ah. Just so, that's somehow, just so, somehow, so, somehow, somehow. Somehow. He returned. Uh, it happened. Yeah. And I know Maul comes back. Yes. In Rebels and mm-hmm. Clone Yeah. And yeah, in Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah. I've seen images, it's like, oh there he is. There's there's Maul. Oh, it's it's fantastic. He is such a such a great character. Uh, I, I know the voice actor Clone for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Whitworth. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he's like, hey, we know me. Yeah, yeah. We might, hey, we might even see Maul in this show. I think there's still opportunity because there's loads of people knocking about in this timeline. I know that you know it's not all about cameos, but there is potential. You could bring back Maul. You could pop in Dryden Voss, as I said earlier, Ahsoka. There's loads of characters they could do stuff with Boba Fett. I'm a bit surprised that Boba Fett hasn't come up yet because it feels like you know he is Jango's unaltered son. Like you know you want an unaltered clone, yeah. Yes, and there he is. But, he's, yeah. he's stuck in this Sarlacc pit, is he? No, 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 no. not yet. No, not yet. Not. No, no, not, not yet. Not, Sorry, my timeline. Oh my years. god, the timeline. The timeline. Sorry, for everyone like panicking, like John, what are you saying? No, that's later <laughs> one. That's later one. We just skipped in. I'll take the badge back now. Give me the badge. <laughs> Oh my god. Um yeah, I thought this show is good in terms, yeah. you know, what the story was going, the characters. Yeah, I wish there was more development on tech. Mm. It, you know, if you're going to set up for that death. I mean, it was pretty sad. I do think Tech might return. They gave the goggles yes, and true. they were like, oh, he's been crushed. But, you know, so much of this is about cloning. And, you know, here's my question, right? Yeah, if yes. the Empire is cloning and they're still, you know, running these experiments... Can we bring back I'm a Gundai? <laughs> John, you knew it was going to happen. You know no. how to bring in I'm a Gundai no. at some point. No, no, please, please. <laughs> he has oh to come back. Oh my god. This I'm a Gundai, this arc that you're going through. Like, this obsession. I shall bring back I'm a Gundai. Uh, wait, wait, <laughs> Listen. Okay, okay, actually, I'm going to ask this. Right. When does yeah. he die in uh, Oh, he, he dies uh, in season three, but in the timeline, it's very, very early. So in the timeline, it's literally the second episode after the movie. It's season three, episode three, Supply Lines. And yeah, he dies. It's spectacular. You've never seen anything like it. For anyone confused, if you haven't watched our Tales of the Jedi video, I'm a big fan of I'm a Gundai. <laughs> He's my glup shitto, basically. And yeah, I made a promise that I would bring up I'm a Gundai in every single Star Wars video. So... I do not remember Tick. that. I, I do not remember you bringing up... <laughs> yes, I'll bring up I'm a Gundai, my favorite Maybe I just... character in this <laughs> Maybe show. I just made yes. that promise to myself. Maybe I just said it to myself and I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm just gonna say it quietly as possible, and like, let's bring I'm a Gundai back. If if Dave Lone is listening, he's like, hmm, yes, this particular fan likes I'm a Gundai. Let's bring back I'm a Gundai. They uh, should. They should. What, he okay, could be alive. Okay. Do you? <laughs> I'm just gonna ask you this. Do you know like the full characterization for Amagundai? Like, do you know like the lore, the backstory, and everything <laughs> well, about? Well, he's only he's only appeared in two things, being the Clone Wars and Tales of the Jedi, and of course Bad Batch. He's there. He's gonna be there. Season three, <laughs> season three, everyone. I'm calling it now. He died in the Clone Wars, right? Yeah, but he can come back, John. <laughs> Nobody's ever now. truly gone. I swear, I swear. If he comes back, I'm just gonna take back all. Everything that I said about <laughs> Amagunda. Yeah. What a character. What a what, character. What, what a character. Um... What, what, was, what was Dave Filoni thinking? Like, let's make this character. He's a genius. Name... He's a genius. <laughs> <Amagunda>. <laughs> 
Yeah, he had a stroke of genius. I still have. I gotta find it, but I still have the. You know, like trading cards. You know, oh like the kind God. of like no, rainbow. Don't. No, no, like the rainbow. Stop. Yeah, yeah, I've got that rainbow version of I'm a Gundai. Let's move on. Let's let's, <laughs> let's, let's okay. move on. Okay. Every Star Wars video, you wait. When we do Mandalorian season three, I'm gonna find a way to put I'm a Gundai in there. You're gonna be. No, you you're won't. gonna be no, shaking. You no, you yeah. Oh, I already have it written down. I have. An no, idea. you don't. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, no, I do. No, no, no. Please, 100%. please. 100%. I can't be having these brain aneurysms again. Of I'm a Gundai. I'm just gonna be Stay crying tuned. in the corner. Stay tuned, I'm folks. Rocking, I'm just gonna be rocking <laughs> in the corner, screaming I'm a Gundai. I'm a Gundai. <laughs> But, oh stay, stay tuned, everyone. In a couple of weeks, we do Mandalorian season three. You come back, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make John head explode. Oh my god! All right, he, he, he's but... gonna return, and then he's gonna go. I'm a Gundai. Somehow, I'm a Gundai returned. Don't know <laughs> if it's good enough for Palpatine. It's good enough for me. Gonkey. Gonkey's my um, favorite character back right Gonkey? now. Okay, Gonkey. Right, that's Gonkey? it. Gonkey. I'm gonna bring Gonkey into this good. Star Wars podcast. I welcome and- it. I welcome it. This isn't a Star Wars podcast. Don't rebrand us. No. I, I can't do that. You know, every Star Wars episode type okay. thing every every time. I'm nice. going to bring Gonky, and then somehow you're going to bring Amagundi. I love in episode 10 when the Bad Batch are like, shit, we forgot about Gonky. Gonky, no. <laughs> just cut oh back God. to Gonky and the Havoc Marauder just like, gonk. I wish there was a, an entire movie just dedicated to gonk. Well, John, Star Wars Celebration is soon, so <laughs> hold your horses. <laughs> the Gonk movie will be announced. I'm actually going to Star Wars Celebration, so I'm really, really excited. Ooh. And if there isn't a Gonk film, I'm going to throw something at Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I'm not, I'm not and... actually going to throw anything at Kathleen Kennedy. I just want to make that very clear. Uh, uh, just make that clear. <laughs> She's a great producer. She's got such a great body of work. I couldn't. I couldn't. Are, are you trying to persuade her to bring back Amagunda? Yes, I am. Kathleen, no, if you're no, listening. No, do not listen listening. to him. Do not listen to him. He's too Tune obsessed. Tune back in next week with special guest star Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> so, Kathleen, can you bring back Amagundi? She probably doesn't know who Amagundi is, let's be honest. What about George Lucas? George Lucas would, would be like... Oh, there's no way. If George Lucas knows who Amagundi is, I will eat my hat. I'm not even wearing a hat, but I'll eat it. <laughs> I promise. Okay, okay. Bad Batch Season 2, what do you can give it out of 10? 7. I agree, actually. 7 out of 10. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you enjoyed it, you can give us a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. Next week, we are doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I'm so excited for that one. So it's going to be amazing. But yeah, until then, send us an email. Tell us your thoughts on Star Wars, on The Bad Batch, on just about anything that we've discussed in this video. Tell us I'm a Gunday. Do you want to see him return? The answer should be yes. And you can email us at alstonefilmbot at gmail.com. We will answer it right here on the podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at alstonefilmpod. Thanks to L. Jones Mayer for the theme, Ronan Phillips for vocals, and Zayn Afsal for the amazing thumbnails, as always. And that's everything. Yeah, that's everything. Thanks for the theme, guys. I appreciate it. It's great. Ah, right. And that's all. Right. That is all. <laughs> yeah, take what you're given. You're giving me back. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>